Good morning and welcome to Manna, our daily devotion here from Lighthouse Church in Twin Falls. And I'm Pastor Ron, excited that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with us today as we look at Proverbs chapter 31. So before we do that, let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our time together. Oh, Father, it's good to walk in a place of humility. It's good to allow the heirs of our lives, to have its purpose in us. Oh, that we would recognize that our dependence is not on ourselves, not in our gifting, but in you. And so take this vessel of yours and use it to speak your word to the benefit of the hearer, to those who have tuned in. Oh, that they would be ministered to this day, not by this person, but by you, Lord, by your Spirit. Thank you, O God, as we ask your blessing now. In your name we pray. Amen. So last chapter of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31. The words of King Lemuel, an an oracle that his mother taught him. So it doesn't tell us who this King Lemuel is, and it doesn't tell us who his mother is. But I think as we read through this, we will see that it really does parallel and look like this is Solomon and, of course, his mother, and his mother's name was Bathsheba. That's right. So here's the words of King Lemuel. This is what he's writing down that he learned from his mother, that his mother taught him. So what did his mom teach him? Let's find out. Verse 2. What are you doing, my son? (laughs) I wonder how many times he heard that. What are you doing? (laughs) Sometimes maybe in a sarcastic way, but hopefully in a way of causing him to be thinking about what he was doing. What are you doing? (laughs) Or what are you doing? What are you up to now? Uh, But what are you doing, my son? Then the next question is, what are you doing, son of my womb? We have a special relationship Because a mother and a son have a relationship that is a unique bond, much like and similar to the father-daughter relationship. Not that it should take priority over one or the other, but I think it's quite unique, the relationship that a mother has with a son and a a father has with his daughters. So she's asking, what are you doing, son of my womb, you who are part of me? What are you doing? The third question, what are you doing, son of my vows? So she's acknowledging, hey, you are someone that I'm committed to because I've made vows regarding your life. And so what might those vows be? Well, we don't know by reading the chapter. But the thing that we do know is, is that the book of Deuteronomy that says, hey, this is how you teach your children. Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, teach them. Teach them about God. Teach them the existence of God. Teach them the sovereignty of God. Teach them the mercies of God. Teach them the the trust of God, to trust in God. Teach them about the love of God. And what is, as we have talked about many times before, what's the greatest teacher that a parent can have 
towards their child is the way that they live their lives. So what are you doing, my son? My, what are you doing, son of my womb? And what are you doing, son of my vows? Calling him into question. And so we're going to read these next verses, 3 through 9, and we'll see why potentially she's asking these questions and she's causing him to, to realign his thinking, to redirect, to think about what he's doing. And we, we'll talk about that in just a little bit here too. So let's read this together. Verse 3. Counsel from mom, potentially Bathsheba, don't give your strength to women. Ooh, it's profound counsel from Bathsheba, but let's keep going. Let's not get distracted. Your, don't give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. So it's not just women, but women can be very distracting for men. We know that. Just as Bathsheba was distracting for David, but yet God did a redemptive work in both David's life, and I truly do believe in Bathsheba's life as well. And so she was able to speak about the work that God did in her life and in her husband's life, Solomon's dad, David. He says, don't give your strength to women. Be careful. And we know from history that Solomon did. And it was part of the failure of his life because the, the things that women brought into his life was different faiths, idol worships um, into his life. And so he started to acclimate into some of those ways of worship and not of the Lord. And so is the question calling him to wake up? Potentially. Anyway, ways to destroy the kings. One, sexual misconduct. Two, is it not for kings, O Lemuel? So she's asking a question. Is it not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted? So she's saying, hey, you shouldn't be drinking. You shouldn't be pursuing pleasure as your primary purpose in life. And that's exactly what he did. So I wonder if this is counsel that he received and that he received not all at once, but as needed. Because a mom has a special relationship to be able to speak truth in love to the children that she bore. Let's see what else she would say. Oh, then she says, give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Oh, there's a right purpose, a right way to use things of alcoholic drink to, that deadens the pain in the right moment. But to drink for, to excess for pleasure, it's perverting the rights of the afflicted. You know, you're not, you're not, not paying attention to their needs. Then open your mouth, verse 8, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. It says you got to speak up for those who are taken advantage of. And so was Samuel not speaking up for those that were being taken advantage of? And yeah. So his mother at another time comes along and gives him wise counsel? I think so. I think this is great counsel that King Lemuel, potentially Solomon, King Solomon, heard from his mother that were instrumental in his life, especially at moments when he was distracted. So moms, can I encourage you? And dads as well. Is 
Don't hesitate to speak to your children, but ask them questions. Just like what the mother of King Lemuel did. Ask questions. Get them thinking about what they're doing. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't tell them what they're doing that's wrong, but get them thinking. Ask them questions. Get them reasoning in their own minds. Help them to come to that place of recognizing, man, if they're in a wrong place, then I do it, but I do it out of love and concern and relationship for you and, and out of truth. Is it, is it wrong to, to have a drink? No, it's not wrong to have a drink, but the, to drink in excess? Yes, because then we lose sight of the way in which we are to live. The same thing with women or lust, um, and the same thing without defending the rights of the poor and the needy. It just says, I need to have a commitment to the opportunity that I have to be able to help those that are less fortunate. Oh, that's why you're in a position of influence. That's why you're in a position of authority. And I wonder more about what that conversation is like, but I think we're going to learn more about her character as we would get into next week the verses about an excellent wife who can find. I think we hear back from King Lemuel, from the, from the counsel that his mother brought, that he gets to talk about the things that he saw in her and how that influenced him. So God bless you all. I look forward to spending next week with you as we continue on in Proverbs chapter 31, taking a look at the queen, if you will, um, or the mother of the king, excuse me, of King Lemuel. Bless you and, and God bless you. I'll see you next week.